working with children is a journey. That is the lesson. Um, welcome to Queer Halftime. <laughs> it's a bit of a giggle fit over here, but we love it. Uh, my name is Becca. I use she, they pronouns. My name is Cohen. Uh, I use he, she, he, or they. Lovely. And Cohen, you, we were like, it was so much fun having you on. We should do something again. And then you just messaged me. You were like, oh my God, astrology. I was like, yes, the gays love astrology. I love astrology. Teach me about astrology, Cohen. Okay. So like, first of all, okay. The way I see astrology is like, it's like a tool for like understanding yourself and understanding like, mm, like patterns in the world and being able to like better yourself. Like, I feel like when you get like, oh, here's the astrology of this week. Here's what the planets are doing. Like, you can be mindful of like, I'm going to be, I'm probably going to be more irritable in this time period because of what's happening. And I can like be very mindful of that now because I know that. And like, then you can kind of like be doing a little bit of self-work of like, you're much more conscious of like, if I'm going to be in a testy mood and like being able to work through it and like maybe not be so. Okay ragey um one thing I've heard described as like for like the podcast I listen to that are like weekly astrology forecasts or whatever they're like you know just think about it as like a weather report it's like I'm not going to tell you that you can't go have a picnic on the day that there's going to be like a giant storm Mm -hmm. but like maybe it'd be better to do it on another day. Maybe you like reconsider your plans if you know that there's going to be a massive storm. I'm not going to tell you you're not allowed, but yeah, you can make your choices. That's yeah. That's a good way of looking at it. I, um, I had an app on my phone once that did, it was like your daily little, is it CoStar? It, yeah, it was CoStar. Um, there's so much, there's was, so much controversy. It was CoStar. not great. We'll get into it was it. not a fan. But the funniest one was one just came up. It was like during my lunch break. And it was literally just like, you should take the day off work or something like that. And like, I walked into my boss's office. I was like, sorry, Mike, the stars they have the home. I don't make the rules. I'm sorry. Yeah, there there was a whole controversy thing that I won't get into because frankly, I don't remember enough of the details to do it justice. But like, also, there was just a lot of like weird, ominous, fear-mongery stuff that they would put in their I feel like notifications. I was like, what? With the a hell? lot of like the wooey stuff. Yeah. As I describe it, like it can kind of go a couple of ways. There's like the fun chill way or the like Doom and Gloom. Doom and gloom. And then there's like the really conservative way as well but yeah like, oh yeah that, we that's love, a whole talk. we love the fun chill that's a whole talk the like conservative side of the woo world the whole little that's like whole, pipeline of like yeah that's a whole thing um but like um what was i gonna say about that just like really uh, oh the fear monger yeah like um that's a thing about like retrogrades and people talk about like retrograde seasons it's so like oh no all everything's I, gonna be terrible all i know is about if mercury's in retrograde you're gonna get broken up with that's like that's like the meme i don't know <laughs> what okay <laughs> i won't get too into the mercury retrograde the kind of like stereotypical things are like miscommunications like you know avoid like signing contracts and stuff because oh. you know you might like miss something or you know, or like if you absolutely must, you know, double, triple, right. that kind of thing, right? Um, 
like there can be like travel issues so like maybe you'll have some random bullshit go wrong with your car like or just like big traffic jam where there's normally not traffic jam there and like stuff like that is like the stereotypical things but like also it depends what sign mercury is in when it goes retrograde like it's a slightly different flavor of mercury retrograde depending on because i know there's like a whole there's houses yes Houses are like I know I have a ton of Scorpio placements. Oh, that's fun. It's, apparently. You're aren't you a Scorpio sun? Like your birthday. No, I'm, is... uh, I am a Libra, oh, a Libra. Sun, okay. Gemini rising. Oh. I don't remember the other one. I'm so glad you talked about multiple placements though. Cause like one of the things that bugs me so much about like pop astrology is like it's so some of this targeted ad stuff I get like about astrology just like makes me want to die because it'll be like it'll be advertising some astrology app or whatever and it's like combat compatibility of the signs and you know it'll just like inherently say like I don't know Leo and Gemini or whatever are like incompatible and I'm like because like you can't only factor in someone's sun sign and be like you are inherently incompatible. Like there's yeah, yeah. so many other, that's like arguably not the most important all uh, I, placement. All I remember is it broke down like what elements and mm. I can't remember which element, but there's one that is like 0% in mine. <laughs> oh, in yours. Yeah. Based on only no. your sun sign or based no, no, on- No, no, like the whole, I did the, the whole, whole little chart and it was like, you know, this percentage, you know, whatever- and I can't remember whatever one it was it was like, like don't fuck it or it was like don't do it all water or no water and all fire it was something oh you're it saying was... like you had no yeah you had no none of that element in your chart That's yeah I mean. oh I thought you meant like uh you weren't compatible oh no I don't pay attention to that because I'm like this is yeah that's a whole like don't tell me what to do stars yeah yeah this I've learned recently stuff about synastry chart, like compatibility stuff in astrology. I learned new things. I found a new system that I think would work better if I were going to try to fuck with that okay. side of astrology. But yeah, it's interesting the balance of like the elements. I'm like, I have like no air in my chart. I have an outer planet thing that's in Aquarius, but outer planets are more like generational placements, like, you know, because they change signs every you know eight years 12 years or whatever so that's like not so much personal to me but it's like a thing of people approximately my age okay Uh, and so I have like one that's like an outer planet that's an Aquarius and then my Jupiter which is like a central planet is in Libra and that's it and like there's nothing else air and then all the other three are like pretty much even oh okay so that's interesting but I'm like, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's why I'm so riddled with ADHD. I have no air, like, at all. Um, I mean, <laughs> the one thing I know about being a Libra that I'm like, okay, it's kind of true, is the decision. <laughs> yeah, the decision paralysis. Holy shit. I dated a fellow Libra once, and we literally we both played D&D. So in order to choose where to order from, we had to roll dice. Oh, my God. Or else we would just that we last would time starve. I don't remember if we were filming yet, but I think you were telling me about that last time. We would have started. <laughs> and it's like, I same mean, with The Office. It's like all Libras except for Paige. Yeah. So they have to decide if we're going to get left. 
that's amazing but you know what that's like Taurus that's what I'm talking oh the Taurus yeah Yeah. Taurus is a good person to pick your food yeah um but like that's what I mean about like astrology things is you know it's like if I'm a Libra I probably struggle with like pinning down a decision and so you came up with a coping strategy of like let the sacred dice decide for me that's like you know it didn't steer us wrong yeah it, yeah, it worked. And then sometimes you do the thing where it's like, it picks for you and you're like, no, I actually don't want that. And then you know what you want. There, Yeah, I need to be, it's like, do you want to eat here or here? And then I will decide. That's yeah. great. But you can't be like, where do you want to eat? Yeah, no, I'm not about that. I can't, as soon as you ask me like, oh, what kind of food do you want? And I'm like, I suddenly can't remember like, a single kind of cuisine. Don't. I'm a Libra and I'm bisexual. You expect <laughs> me to make a choice? I said that the other day on the mic they had us judging the costume contest at one of my Halloween gigs and I was like my bio says I'm the like pansexual polyamorous slut you're at Karen Wardrobe I can't make a decision to save my life like non-binary pansexual right it's like I can't oh my god no don't ask me to pick anything brutal (laughs) yeah the the thing that I've encountered as I learn more about astrology though is like in kind of the same vein as the like conservative woo people is just like the cishet it's very binary it's very and so I've kind of had to like build my own like kind of be like okay I'm I'm not gonna mess with that because there's like there's such an annoying thing where they'll be like, oh, well, you know, Virgo, Virgo men are like this and like Virgo women are like this. And I'm like, no, Virgos are like this. But because of the way that we like socialize men and women, that comes out a little bit oh, differently. Okay. And like, also there's like these biases against like men versus women in certain signs. Like I just imagine like from a cishet misogyny riddled brain a Leo woman is like such an annoying right. thing because like you want to like be like you want to be in like the spotlight another like stereotypical Leo thing is like oh like caring about your parents or whatever which like you know misogyny loves yeah, to yeah. like beat women well, up about that so and like I've noticed a lot of like oh like this masculine energy and feminine energy oh, it's like really <laughs> it's very based in like stereotypes and stuff it's not just with, like astrology it's like all the witchy kind of stuff yeah I hate the concepts of divine I used to have an astrology channel where the whole point of it was I'm gonna teach these from like not a dumb gendered Ooh, way fun. um and I did a whole video about that about the concept of like divine masculine and divine feminine and I was like and I can hear people watching this saying already like oh but it's not about gender like everybody has like divine masculine and divine feminine in them and I was like yeah sure okay but here's the thing like you're you're identifying one is nurturing and one is like it's all very it's so like you're calling like being assertive going for what you want like yeah as like inherently masculine things and then like you know being in your emotions and nurturing and caring for things like inherently feminine like female things I was like that's fucking sexist I don't know what what to tell you like that's I was like I don't have a problem with categorizing these traits yeah like grouping them into two separate groups but like do we need to call it masculine and feminine can we maybe go like what was the what was the like term I heard once 
it wasn't like it wasn't like outward and inward but it was something like that oh okay uh and and so I was like see I like that better because it's not like coding it specifically as like this is women's work like I just it's actually not hard to not gender things yeah it's actually really not that hard stars don't have a gender I don't know if you've known this or not yeah that's like when I hear people talk about often when people are talking about astrology they're talking about the planets like they'll call they'll use like pronouns for the planets which like I I don't have a problem with because I can see like I kind of identify with the idea of like when you're really into astrology planets having this sort of like they're almost like a deity like they are named after deities so I could see people potentially using yeah like sort of personifying right but like but it's also when you look at how like the pronouns that they're choosing for different planets first of all most of them are he him and like let's look at the ones that are venus and the moon because the moon is like your emotions and then venus is a little more complicated than this technically oh yeah i suppose but yeah the earth technically but you don't hear much talk about two planets and so, then a lot of the moons, because Jupiter, the moons are like <laughs> all of Zeus's various oh right affair I, partners. I that. And then they sent the um the Juno like satellite, which is named oh, after right. Hera, yeah, his wife, to go check up on him and his very incredible. Yeah, like it's so funny because like yeah, the moon as far as like it being your a placement in your chart, yeah. the moon is like your feelings and like what brings you comfort and stuff and venus to put it in a more stereotypical box is kind of like lovey-dovey things right um it's a little bit more complicated than that but like of course the one about like love and feelings are like those are the girl planets and it's like okay (laughs) um (laughs) All right. And then like pretty much all the rest. Interestingly, in my research, I found some that were being called they. Um, I can't remember which ones they were. But I when I was making that a video about that, how the planets like got gendered, I was doing research around that to like, see and there was there were a couple that got like, androgynous labels. And I was like, I didn't expect literally any. So that's neat. Uh, but I was like, also, if we're gonna like personify the planets, could they maybe all be phase because like do we really think do olympians have gender that's do yeah like I mean, do we really read the myths, they are the kings of gender really yeah like <laughs> i don't know there's a lot of transing genders in greek mythology there was though. a lot of transing genders they yeah <laughs> somebody hit some snakes and boom trans that's how it happens that's how they get you we talk about it on an earlier episode <laughs> the, tra- the trans pipeline <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a weird thing, and I just have such a hard time wrapping my head around, like, why are you working so hard to make <laughs> this, like, so gendered? Like, it really doesn't need to be this way. For real. And, like, I've talked to some people who get so upset when you try to make it less binary. It's, like, they just get so personally offended. <laughs> yeah that's I find that a trend they're like 
they they feel like you're trying to trans their gender to like non-binary or whatever I feel like it's a lot of like the kind of wooey stuff it's same with when you tell somebody that something's a closed practice Mm -hmm. and they get and by somebody I mean a white person yeah um that something's a closed practice it's like okay so you're doing ancestor worship but it's like which like is fine you can't do it that way yeah it's like okay do you think these ancestors think think about think about you know what they went through do you think they're gonna be nice to you do you yeah do you think you share a lot of common ground (laughs) with these hey hey, settler (laughs) do you think these people are gonna be super stoked to work with you instead of okay boomer it's okay settler okay Okay, colonizer colonizer like yeah (laughs) yeah i think like something i've thought about a lot is like why is it that the queers like tend to gravitate towards astrology so much like I think because especially us like millennials and older mm-hmm. I feel like thanks to the internet Gen Z has had an easier time uh, uh, like in terms of like figuring their identities out younger I love the deeply Canadian refusal to say Gen Z yeah Z. I love it so much I hate it I work with toddlers and all their stupid well, alphabet the songs alpha say now. Z. Ugh. And I'm like, I hate it. Yeah, no, those are Gen Alpha, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, all the, you know, YouTube yeah. alphabet songs say Z. And I'm like, I hate it. They're all saying Z. Um, but yeah, like in terms of like figuring that stuff out, I feel like they've had a much easier time yeah. than us. Not necessarily anything else, but in that respect. Well, just the resources and like it's an yeah. option. Right? Um, and so like, I feel like in a world where like we it took us so long to like figure that out about ourselves a lot of the time or at least like come to accept it like something else that like helps us understand ourselves is like very appealing I feel like you're kind of drawn to like these alternate kind of ways of understanding the world when you yourself are also kind of alternate um Although I did once hear um, the best astrology joke. It's not even an astrology joke. It's an economics joke. And it made me laugh. And it makes so many men so angry. Oh, But it's that economics is astrology for boys. (laughs) Yeah, astrology for straight men. I think it's right. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, the stocks. I think what I saw was like the stocks. (laughs) The stocks are astrology for straight It's an arts degree. Did you know that? And that's from someone with an arts degree. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah it's true it's a very nebulous like it's unpredictable and it's yeah 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 I just I like circling back to being frustrated with pop astrology it's so like the concept of cusps okay the concept of cusps I don't believe in because I think in a world where you're only considering your sun sign it makes sense to work with the idea of cusps. Okay, so let me back. Okay, so the cusp is like when you're born like close to the changeover of seasons. And so it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm a Scorpio, but like I'm a cusp. So like I'm also a little bit like I have some like Sagittarius. It's like I'm a millennial, but I'm a little bit. Yeah. And so it's like it's sort of that like, well, I'm close to the turnover to Sagittarius season. So I'm like kind of Sagittarius E. Okay. And in a world where you're only considering sun signs, that makes perfect sense to like think about it that way. 
But like when you look at a birth chart, so you've done it, you've seen it. There's like they're so long and complicated. They're so big. It's there's like so a big symbols. circle because essentially your birth chart is like a picture of the sky at the moment you were born. And so then it has like the, so your rising sign is like not a, it's not a planet or like a, you know, any kind of like celestial body. It's like a mathematical point right. because it's like uh, what, like the, the, the point of like the sunrise, like what sign was that sitting in at the moment okay. you were born. And so that's like a mathematical point, same as like your midheaven and your um, IC. And then there's like, here's where all of these planets were. And like, these are all sort of like different aspects of like your personality. Right. And so it's like, yeah, maybe you are like a Scorpio sun and your Mercury is in Sagittarius because like Mercury moves a little bit faster than the sun and like, it's always within one sign. It's always either the same as your sun sign or it's like the one after your sign or the one before. Because if it's in retrograde, you right. have gone back to the one before. But it's always like within, I forget what it is, 37, 37 degrees of the sun or something like that. Um, and so it's always within one sign. So like that kind of like rules out the, these ideas of like the cusp. Because it's like, well, no, it's because like you're a Sagittarius Mercury. like. Dude. Do other planets retrograde? I only yes. ever hear about Mercury. <laughs> yes, they do. So um, at least one thing is in retrograde for like 80% of the year. Okay. Are um, they all bad? No, I, I wouldn't <laughs> even say Mercury retrograde is bad. That's fair. So it's like. It's complicated. It's She's yeah. Complicated. I find Mercury <laughs> is the one that like kind of you feel it the most. It kind of like hits the hardest because Mercury is the closest one to us. Um, and so like the idea is like we feel it more strongly because it's right there and like really close and um because like that's why the astrology system is like earth centric not sun centric so it's like well we live on earth if we lived on mars it would be mars centric right so like yeah so mercury is the closest to us so that's the one you hear about the most because it moves the fastest we have like three or four mercury retrogrades a year to to uh, well or does no with the way venus goes does it go farther away yeah i think with the full orbit it, oh, like okay. there's probably times where it is closer okay. i was just thinking i have like, to look at that i have to look at order the... but yeah yeah, yeah. it has a really wide but because mercury moves so fast I'm trying to remember like a, to a, Mer- six, a mercury like... year is like 88 days okay so it's yeah. close to us often but like yeah so all of them can go retrograde and like really a retrograde period if you're like using astrology as like a tool the way that I like to is like a time where you can like reflect on kind of the themes of that planet. Okay. So you like kind of take time to like reassess like, okay, you know, are these things like working for me? So like in a Venus retrograde, you're probably looking at your relationships. Um, Venus can also be like your um, finances and stuff too. So you might look at like money things and be like, Hey, you know, are these things in my relationships or my, you know, spending habits or whatever, like, are they working for me? Are there things that like, maybe I've just been doing because that's how I always do them. But like, maybe I don't actually need to keep doing this anymore. Right. Um, So it's like a time to like reassess those things and like, think about it. And so typically, like, if you're not already thinking about it, the retrograde is a time that like, 
if you haven't been doing the work on that thing, it's going to come around and be like, knock, knock, bitch. And you're <laughs> like, something's going to happen. Right. It's not necessarily like a bad thing, but like something is going to happen that like we just makes don't like you change. face this. Yeah. But yeah. if you don't like change, okay. then well, there you go. It's going to be like bad. Okay. But yeah. So if you're like, I've found if I have actually been putting in the time to like work through these things and reflect and like okay. make changes where I need to, it's pretty minor and like arguably like a good time. Okay. But if I'm not, <laughs> then astrology comes knocking. The and planets are here. Yeah. So that's like same as eclipses. Eclipse season is really like that will punch you in the face if you're not working on your shit. Oh uh, yeah. Like eclipse season is like typically like really big mm. changes will happen. Okay. And so the solar eclipse is typically more like mm, out, like outer world changes. We did, yeah. So there's like one there. They happen about every six months. Okay. Eclipse seasons, and so yeah. So we just had solar. We had both. We always have both. both. Okay, that would make sense at once. Yeah, because then the solar. Yeah, the actually the the out loud show was on the lunar eclipse. It was destined to be great. Yeah. So. Um, okay. So yeah. So those are little eclipse. Yeah. I was like, that's an interesting time for a lunar eclipse. Like, yeah, it's typically I've found the solar eclipses are typically more outer world changes, whether it's like, you know, a change in your job or like, right. you know, maybe you like go through a breakup or something like something in that like outer world is like shifting. Right. Um, and then like lunar eclipse is more like inner emotional things. Like maybe you come to some like realization about something. Um, and so, yeah, that's like every six months, but again, same thing. If you're like working on your shit, it's usually a more gentle shift. And if you're not, it's like, (laughs) I'll tell you not on air (laughs) about uh, someone in my life who got a I mean, solar okay. eclipse. Do <laughs> moment. solstices do the same thing? Uh, Would no. You say? Well, no, not necessarily. I don't think so. Because I got smacked by a solstice last year. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's more just like turn of uh, seasons. Because my family, it's basically the winter solstice is like our we celebrate it like New Year, right? Um, I always scam my way into getting it off because it's our it's yeah a spiritual holiday. Well, yeah, Yule is is uh, is. I mean. Let's be clear, Yule came first, but the, yeah. the the traditions of Yule are essentially Christmas and New Year's combined. Yeah. Oh no, my family is very, yeah, pagan yeah. in that kind of way. I love that. For you. I was joking to my brother. He did a poem recently and used a lot of like, um, he wrote about Belladonna, and I was like, it's Ooh. almost like you're surrounded by green witches. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> like god. All the important women in your life. That's amazing. Um, that's so witchy. Yeah, the last winter solstice, though, I was like, I mean, first it was like minus forty degrees. Mm-hmm. It was awful. But then I got home and I was like, I'm gonna do a little simmer pot and you know oh, have nice. some cedar. It'll be great. And then like my dog threw up on her bed and I put it in the wash and it fucking exploded. No. So there's foam everywhere and I had to clean that up and like it was just a whole thing. I was like, what did I do? That's terrible. No, as far <laughs> as I know, there's nothing about those because those are also just the um turn into uh what would that it's be like a cap it's a veil thin kind of day i know like not necessarily astrology 
or like yeah. other wooey shit. Other it's wooey, like, yeah. The veil's very thin. So somebody was fucking with me. Yeah, because that's the, the winter one is the sort of Capricorn. I think it was my grandmother telling me to clean my house. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Capricorn and Cancer. Capricorn and Cancer season. Well, Cancer is July. Mostly, but it starts in late June. Does it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's Cancer. Oh, I was only thinking June of the winter one. Two thirds yeah, of July there. and then the yeah. end of July to like end-ish of August is Leo. So my brother's a double cancer, which I think explains Ooh. a lot about how he is. Such a soft. We love you, Jacob. I'm a cancer rising. So also I think it might be a cancer moon. I think that's the one I was Oh yeah, you got lots of feelings. Yeah. So many no, feelings. No, I don't. I don't, have, I don't have any feelings. If you're a cancer moon, there's so many. <laughs> that's all I need to know. There's so many. <laughs> but no one gets to hear about them. That's, yeah. And that doesn't surprise me because you said you have lots of Scorpio placements. So Scorpios, like, oh my God, is it all true, Cohen? There's, there's like, is it all real? <laughs> there's, there's, there's like, some of the like themes of Scorpio are like, um, not necessarily of Scorpios as humans, but like Scorpio, these are like sort of taboo things, like secrets and like depth of things. I so, do like to lie. You do. <laughs> love to lie it's like an ongoing joke in the office is that i love to lie and i fucking love conflict yeah like we'll have like... to do something hard and like i literally will look kelsey in the eyes i'm like i got four words kelsey put me in coach <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> like one thing i was learning about astrology okay so like what i didn't know as much when i thought scorpios i thought like kind of loud in your face like right intense people right and I met this person who's very much not that like little nerdy quiet dude and I was like you're a Scorpio like what and I was just so baffled by that and then and then I watched Star Wars with him (laughs) and like I was like oh for you the Scorpio is like intensity in like the way that you love the things you oh, okay because like when when he's watching star wars he can't hear you 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 can't talk to him during a star wars thing he does not hear you he's like leaned into the tv and just like fully lost in it he does not hear you you have to like physically touch him oh to be God. like hello that's amazing that's yeah and so i was like ah there it is okay i get it now <laughs> fair fair yeah it's so interesting like that the ways when you like move out of the like stereotypical like they're like this and this right it's like when you don't think about it in such a binary way it's like there are actually different ways that this can like be expressed right like a good example is my partner and my metamor so my partner and their husband are both capricorns okay and like I feel like they each express different sides of a Capricorn. So like their husband is kind of the go-to stereotypical things of like has 300 million jobs. Like he owns a restaurant on white is in the process of opening another one downtown. Um, He drives for Uber Eats. Uh, I feel like there's another thing I'm forgetting. Like he does so many things. Right. Um, and it's kind of ridiculous. We're like, could you please slow down? That'd be great. Like, I'm worried about you. Yeah. Um, but then my partner is like <laughs> such a like stern parent, like, 
I know how this is going to go for you. And I wish you would just listen to me and let me tell you how to do this because I know I'm right. Like, I wish everyone would just let me tell them how to do this. Oh my God. And so it's like, (laughs) also like, don't, they like to call it, I have, don't tell me what to do disease. So as soon as it's your idea and you say you need to do this, they're like, (laughs) I don't want to, I was going to do it, but now I don't want to. I, okay. I feel that so hard. (laughs) Yeah. So like, they're both Capricorns, but they're like quite different in the way that like looks for them. Okay. So it's like, yeah, there's a few different traits that could go a few different ways. Like, and so, because also the other things in your chart will affect like what especially is like pulled out from that. So it's complex. And I hate when it's presented in such a like simple binary way. It makes me so mad. All I could think of was like, oh, it's like autism. (laughs) (laughs) Actually. Yes, like, like, actually, kind of, because like, we think about autism as like, I saw, like, I shared a meme the other day, yeah, yeah. where it's like, people aren't like, very autistic, or like, a little bit autistic, it's like, it's more like a grab bag of like, (laughs) symptoms, it's like, it's like, yeah, you, there's all these like, traits, and you just, you know, you collect stats on, here are my stats on like, sensory sensitivity, and on, you know, this and that thing, like, it's like, kind of like that <laughs> like honestly that it. it's like no there's like you're pulling from many different things and like there's gonna be higher or lower levels of right different things so like it sounds stupid to say astrology is like autism but like <laughs> and yet it's the rightest thing I've ever said <laughs> oh my gosh yeah yeah but yes yeah it's like it's a it's a spectrum and there's no like cut and dry this is what it means to right. be a Scorpio or a Virgo or whatever like ugh, she's so mad no prescriptivist I feel like astrology. okay you said you didn't remember what your rising sign was did you no I think so my rising is Gemini it was my oh, moon right. and yeah and I'm you think it's sure a cancer it's moon cancer. so yeah. Libra sun cancer moon Gemini rising yes interesting I am a Leo sun which like drag performer are we are we surprised uh (laughs) cancer rising and a Taurus moon okay yeah so I found like Taurus moon we're so like because a moon sign I found it's a good indication of like what brings you comfort too okay and so when I made that connection I was like oh that makes sense for me because like Taurus is very like they're very oriented around like sensory delights so like whether it's like food maybe you're like a big foodie or maybe you love candles because you know they smell nice or like you love you have 300 million pillows on your bed because you want things to be so they're kind of hedonists yeah like a little bit yeah so I was like this tracks as my (laughs) moon sign because like when I'm big sad what do I want to do? I want to be like in a soft, cozy little onesie and eat some food and like maybe listen to some music. And it's like, yeah, that's what I want. This, this tracks. Oh my gosh. So you're Cancer Moon. So you just have to like, you just have to feel your feelings and you're just not going to feel better until you, you know, cry it out or whatever. 
or just fall into a simmering rage. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever fits the, the emotion. Be in a rage, cry. Yeah, Kelsey says, I can burn the system down and then doesn't actually let me burn the system down. Yeah. And then I'm just in a mood. You have to say, listen, listen, Kelsey, I, I need a work accommodation. I'm a cancer mood. You need to let me burn the system down. You have a duty to accommodate. We're going to get roasted for this episode. <laughs> The second we were doing an astrology one, we were going to get roasted, honestly. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, this is this is true. But, you know, sometimes we do serious ones. And sometimes just for funsies. Yeah. Just for funsies. It's just fun. And like... Coming off a long weekend. Yeah, like a lot of people too are like not super duper into astrology. They're like, you know, it's fun to think about. It, okay. But you have to be careful with the fun to think about. Because that came and bit the staff in the ass really bad on no. Tuesday. What happened? So, okay, I don't know when I went from thinking ghosts existing would just is just kind of a fun way to live to genuinely <laughs> believing that ghosts exist. But we have a haunted doll at Out Loud. Oh. And she's missing. Oh, no. I was going to say, is it that one? But no, then you said no. she's missing. She's oh, missing. No. And it's been almost a week and none of us know where she is. <laughs> I would be worried. Personally. Personally, I aren't fucking with me. But also Honestly, I hope that they are. I oh if they're bad liars, they're probably not. Because I don't think they'd be able to hold it for a week. Right? If they're bad liars, that's that's bad news was, bears. We found out during a group and like a bunch of the kids were like helping us look. We were like opening drawers and I shit. was going to ask that next. Is like, did maybe the one of the kids like take, like as a prank? No, because like, it was in a cabinet in one of the offices. Like they wouldn't have oh. even known it was there. And we went to grab like a some office supply and she wasn't there. Oh no. So you have to be careful, kids. Sometimes believing things for funsies turns into not funsies. It's like when you say things ironically, and then before you know it, it's like just part of your vocabulary, and you're Fucking, not you're not oh, saying it ironically anymore. It's me and rut row. Yeah, I say rut row. I I started saying it as a joke, and now it's just constant. Yeah, you can't you can't say things ironically because I promise you. I promise you, you will just start saying them. Oh my God. It's, yeah, it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm thinking a lot about that doll now. I'm, right? I had to share it with I'm someone. Distracted. I'm distracted. <laughs> yeah, Outlaw has two dolls. So there's the Lorax, who is a protector. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's a baby doll that they painted orange. Is it holding a gun? It is holding a gun. <laughs> I didn't notice that at first because like the, the black paint on the gray ceiling I didn't notice it's a cardboard gun um because no trees can be harmed when the Lorax is armed the teenagers were holding it over their heads when they brought it in chanting that like they were trying to summon something into it they probably were no they totally were so the Lorax lives up there and then it was during drop-in during the summer them and Paige made a cardboard Ouija board that like wasn't working very well because it's cardboard so it like wouldn't slide and they were like we need a doll so they went for the best it wasn't working well yeah well they went next door to the thrift store and bought the most haunted doll they could find it's this little porcelain Mm, like mm -hmm. old school doll um, and did a pendulum reading and she has like a hit list of which teens she's gonna kill first because like one of them hit her (laughs) 
which like you brought that on yourself but... yeah I'm sorry you yeah you you went for the haunted doll and then you messed with it so she was tied up in the rafters with the Lorax and then I went on vacation and she was sitting on my chair with a note that said I missed you and I was like Paige I know this was you and so Paige went on vacation we put her on Paige's desk with like a salt circle oh my god okay but at one point we made the salt circle too small so we had to kind of nudge it out and at one point it broke and a stack of chairs fell in that moment oh no what have you done I don't see this is why you can't make things as jokes what have you invited into your space sometimes you're like ha 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 it's a haunted doll but not really but it is yeah you need you need to bring you need to bring a professional in here we need isn't Kristen Stewart doing like a gay ghost busting show I'm sorry what I did not know anything about this but I need it in my life okay I a I don't know I've only seen us I've show? only seen like a screen cap like a ghost hunters kind of thing I because those that. shows are so inherently queer anyway like sorry <laughs> yeah, Zach, it is yeah sorry oh my god how many different episodes can we talk about ghost i'm gonna immediately be googling this and like finding yeah, it i know nothing about it but yeah maybe we need to call Kristen stewart yeah i i feel like that's charity work she could get behind right like for a queer she'd be like oh yeah i'll do it for free right no, no problem would love it would love it <laughs> i want to be here for that filming i want to be here for that episode we'll invite you come on. <laughs> like here's the staff of out loud and also their friend and also go <laughs> don't worry about it it's okay they have all their vulnerable sector checks they can be here yeah 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 it's I, fine i work with kids in my day job i have to have that yeah yeah they got all the same checks as us it's all good um also the doll is named mara which means nightmare y'all y'all are like okay you know how in horror movies when people do the dumb things that you're like what are you doing you brought that you have done this yeah well our staff, all but one of our staff are white, which I think explains whiteness has <laughs> been handled. Yes. Yeah. No, I... But if you don't know what you're doing with the salt ring, it doesn't matter who you are. Oh my god. I'm totally... I'll be watching horror movies and the white chick will be like, there's a noise outside. I'm gonna go... Let me go outside. And we'll be like, don't, don't. But at the same time, I'll hear a noise in my house. Just assume it's my pets and get up and go look. Yeah. But like, I'd be so easy to murder. I would just assume you were my pets, just banging around. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you have cats. I have a cat and a very large, clumsy dog. Ah, uh, yeah. So sometimes they're like very loud human sounds. Mm, yeah. But, okay. Yeah, yeah bangy. Let yeah, run into yeah. things. Yeah, it could easily be a person right? in the dark. Right. One day. Around. One okay. day, my time will come. <laughs> I didn't mean for that to sound like we can only hope, but like, yeah, like fingers crossed. <laughs> it's okay, guys. We all know I'm never gonna die. It's it's yeah, yeah. You're you're special. That you're you're not gonna die. You're special. I'm on an anti-arthritis medication, but I'm never gonna die. It's okay. I'm not getting old. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's real. I feel that. We were joking. Um. So, do you remember all the like anti-vax quacks? Mm. And there, so one of them was hydroxychloroquine. Oh, right. Yeah. Which I was just prescribed. So I was like, guys, I can't get COVID now. I'm, I'm safe. My bones won't hurt and I can't get COVID. I didn't know that it was like a treatment for... It's, an, I think it's an anti-malarial and like an arthritis thing. Which I don't know why they thought that would help with COVID. But 
I, yeah, I don't know a ton about malaria, but isn't it like not really like COVID at all? No, it's a little like, I think it's parasites. Yeah. That, okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's my reaction to a lot of the anti-vax stuff is like, oh. <laughs> just dot, dot, dot. Okay. <laughs> you keep that over there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You, you, you have fun over there. Yeah. I just got my booster on Halloween, actually. Oh, I need to do that yeah. stuff. I was going to it and there was like a massive lineup and I'm like, nah. Yeah, book online. I know, but the pharmacy I go to has been a fucking nightmare. They just switched their system and it's been like oh. three months and they've only just started answering their phones again. Oh. <laughs> so maybe I'll just go to a random one. Go to a random Yeah, I just went to a random yeah. one. It wasn't my usual one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just keep going on all my boosters. I love how we've gone from astrology to <laughs> COVID boosters. <laughs> but that's... Welcome. That's not out of out of the realm of no. this podcast to no, just entirely really veer no. off track. Like I said, some are for funsies. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Some episodes are just for me to have fun. <laughs> sometimes I teach you things. Sometimes I just talk with my friends. Yeah, sometimes we're just hanging out and <laughs> you get to be there also. Yeah, and you get to join us and like not to encourage parasocial relationships, but like but like a little as a treat a little you should, a little parasocial as a treat was I was alone in the building earlier today and I was texting Kelsey and I was like it's okay I just put on a podcast so I feel less alone you're like a dog you put on the you turn on the tv or the radio or oh whatever. my god see we can be your podcast so you don't feel alone do you know Spotify for a while I don't think they still have it but for a while they had like a you could make a mix for your pet oh my god and really? like yes yeah, so you could like make a playlist that the the algorithm would form and i think it was a combination of like stuff that you like so it maybe would be familiar right. for the animal because you play it but then also don't ask me how they pick song but it kind of suggested that like these would be soothing and you like picked your animal too so i assume they were basing it on oh if it's a dog this right. would be good for they didn't have my animal when I tried it because I had rabbits but they I picked like they had like I don't know a hamster or something and I was like well it's a rodent whatever so I was like close enough so I picked the like hamster one <laughs> like because I was just so curious I was like what you're killing me what did it say <laughs> it was just like a playlist like but like it wasn't like it was like you know soothing instrumental like massage type like it wasn't like it was anything like that where it was just like calming music it was just rabbits like, like rihanna but it was <laughs> rabbits rihanna um yeah like it was just it was just a playlist i don't know what the rhyme or reason was for like because you picked dog sometimes i think technology has gone too far <laughs> <laughs> yeah most of Spotify's like for you stuff I really like and I think is like well done but that was a weird that one. was a little wild it's <laughs> a pretty wild swing their attempt at like musical astrology for animals you're a dog you like <gasps> oh this stuff I'm hinged truly truly I don't know is there any more astrology you wanted to teach us uh, any more stuff about non- binarying astrology find out your birth time oh find yeah. out your birth time do your chart it's kind of fun it is fun if you know someone who knows things about astrology then it's fun like it's 
terrifying if you don't know anything it's about so anything. many symbols you look at yes. it and you're like nothing but if you like know someone who knows things and can like show like talk to you about it right um then that's good be careful though because depending on how much people know there's like a weird amount people can glean if they like really know their shit like an astrologer that i listened to was talking about like i only look at people's birth charts with their consent because i can like see their trauma like i can like i can see a lot about them and i don't really know enough to like look at a chart and be like oh right but like she's like i can know quite a bit about you such a good scam doing that if you really knew your shit and like could cold read people Mm -hmm. you make so much money Uh, yeah i'm sure a lot do on that like doom and gloom like with palm readings and stuff too like there's a lot of that like doom and gloom so people do it with tarot too yeah like i i love tarot i do tarot readings for myself but it's more of a like how i react in the moment i think gives me clues into how i actually feel about something Mm -hmm. right yeah if you pull a card and have like a gut reaction it's like that's it's how i decided to move back to alberta from bc is i pulled the fucking tower and phone yeah see the tower's not all bad it's it's, it's, it's not necessarily bad yeah it's very sudden like it's gonna like it's gonna to shift new, things a lot moving back to your home province it like how i think of it is like it pulls the rug out from under yeah. you it's not necessarily bad but my, i have a nature themed deck so mine is mount st helens <laughs> incredible <laughs> yeah but yes know your birth time because there's a lot of things we can't figure out like your rising sign yeah. We don't know your birth time. I can't tell you your rising sign. If you start dating, especially a queer person, and they ask you, what time were you born? That's that's what they're looking at. They're, so doing, so they're doing your birth chart. They're doing your chart. Um, <laughs> so be, yeah, be aware. If they ask you that, that's what you're giving yeah. them. Uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, yeah. Just like when you're looking at astrology things online, just like be critical of like if it's a very binary like way of explaining things just like maybe there's a book I haven't read it but I have heard so many good things about it that I plan to read it I think it's called Weiring Astrology or something like that it's I can't remember what it's called but like I really want to read it there's a there's an anti uh, anti like colonial astrology one too that i really want to read i really should have prepared the names of these beforehand but like yeah send them to me and yeah yeah put them in the description but like yeah read books that like challenge those ways of thinking those like binary very like cishet colonialist ways of like thinking about astrology because yeah it's so much broader than the way it's like often presented and like the less I have like looked at it in those ways, the more helpful I have mm. found it to be. I feel like that's with a lot of like the wooly stuff is if it's getting really binary and like cis normative and like bogged down yeah. in capitalism. Yeah. You need to buy all these things for your practice or whatever. Yeah. That's when it gets a little grain of salt. Messy. Yeah. Messy. But yeah. yes, yeah. I will find out what those books are Perfect. probably before I leave. I'm just like, <laughs> perfect but yeah do you have a queer joy my friend oh my gosh i forgot about queer joy (gasps) 
Uh, okay, I know that's fine. I know what it is. Okay, so my um my show is this Saturday. I don't remember if I even talked about this much on the drag episode. I think we did a little bit. Yeah. Um, I produce a well, not just drag, but mostly drag. A drag show at the Grindstone called Rally Cry, which is for like uh performance art and like social and political issues. And this month's show is this Saturday and it's gonna be intense like the songs that people have picked like the concepts oh my gosh I'm like woof this one is gonna be a lot I love it like my audiences are prepared like the regulars are prepared for that they know that sometimes we do really heavy stuff due to the nature right yeah of the show like they're prepared for that and we always give like where it applies we give like content warnings for the numbers and stuff and so there's like a you can step out if you need to right you know come back in when the number's over no no worries but like yeah they're aware that that could happen but this one has like a lot of rage i will say the like whatever it's called i keep forgetting the name the one million march has come up a lot in this show a lot I also will be one of my numbers. I am dressing up as Danielle Smith. I won't say much more about the number because I think this might come out. Is this coming out before um, or after? Pause. It depends. It depends if I can get my shit together. Mm, it's only okay. Monday. It might come out before. Okay, because it's this Saturday. Because I was going to say, if it's coming out after, then whatever. I'll say yeah, more yeah. about it. But okay, I won't risk it then. But I... I am dressing up as Danielle Smith and the song is very like it's dark like the the way the lyrics like one of the lyrics is like I want to do bad things to you like there's like I'd rather see you dead like like intense lyrics that I was like I listened to that and I was like all I can think is like the UCB this is like how I feel you know when I think about the UCP being in power so you know what I just learned recently it's kind of infuriating so for those of you who are not in Alberta or who aren't Canadian because we have a lot of Americans um oh lovely we do we have like a ton of American listeners and we love them I don't know how they found us but um the our you know government is talking about um bringing a policy where kids need parental permission in school to go by a different name right and pronouns Um, yeah and pronouns but until they're 16 i think yeah anybody under 16 so do you danielle is her fucking middle name it's not her first name her name's marlena marlena smith yeah did she think that sounded too not white I don't know. I don't know the rationale, but I was like, I wonder if she got parental permission. That's interesting. I know. that yeah. I. So nobody can change their names but her. More of the dot, dot, dot. Okay. Yeah, right? Um, my queer joy, I think, I think you actually might have also gone to this show. I went to Little Shop of Horrors this week. Yes, I did. Oh and my gosh. I didn't realize, so I went with my mom and brother and I thought they had seen the movie, but they hadn't. So oh. I got to like experience it all fresh with them. Oh, that's so lovely. Um, and then this weekend I'm going to Hades Town with oh, my mom. I haven't seen that one at all. Like I know of it, but I 
I'm so excited. Oh my God. So yeah, lots of theater in my life recently. I found this version of it was really camp. Like it felt queer. Little Shop of Horrors? Yeah. Okay. So the puppeteer for Audrey 2 walked out and I was like, that's a queer. Yeah. That is a queer person. I could not believe that was only one person there. Like when they did the curtain call and they had the two people come out, I thought that meant they were both puppeteers but I have someone I live with someone who works at the Citadel oh, yeah. and he was like no that other person was like the voice yeah and I was like oh my god like and so there was one person like I thought maybe... doing the mouth doing all of yeah. the little lines like I was like oh I mean my dude god. was sweating when he came oh yeah because yeah I guess the two front ones were his legs that's okay they so, didn't look yeah, like so legs he was yeah. just like that's why he went like <laughs> because it was clearly legs just going yeah. like it was amazing it was so well done um i think it takes a lot of nerve to make the killer plant win mm. and kill all the cast yes yeah yes spoiler alert right i mean the movie's been out since what the 80s yeah i actually didn't see the movie until I was a teenager and just like happened to be on TV at my oh, grand- yeah. grandparents house but my high school did a very white rendition mm-hmm. when I was in elementary school and we like just we often would just come see their like dress rehearsals right. or whatever so that they could start to like have an audience yeah. so it would be like a whole field trip where we would go because my high school first as far as small town high schools go the high school is very fancy and it had a theater um, in it and so we would go to the big school and like watch the was it also the only auditorium uh well no the there was a like community hall that had like a solid stage oh, okay. for like shows and stuff but but yeah in terms of like auditorium style seating I, I think it was like the only sometimes one. in the small towns the high school will get a nice like kind of stage area but it's yeah. because it's the only game in town yeah it was the only like auditorium style theater but like yeah there was a hall that had like a good stage that like lots of plays and stuff happened there but yeah so I saw it when I was like 11 and so it holds a lot of like nostalgia value for me yeah but it was like it was nice to see it how it actually is supposed to be cast with like mostly people of color yeah like uh, of the of the people who were actually like visible you know like not the puppet in Audrey 2 of the actors that were actually visible it was like almost entirely people of color so majority yeah and so that was like very refreshing my roommate heard someone say as they were leaving because you know it's a mixed bunch that come to the citadel I can't remember the exact wording someone said like oh, it must have been like a modern retelling because the urchins were like all black women. And I was like, oh. Oh my God. Oh, sweetie. I, okay. I go to a lot of shows at the Citadel and I, one of my favorite things is hearing the people as they walk out because you will have the older men whose wives have brought them who have no fucking clue what's going on. Like who only just clued in that it is set in the past at the very end, right? And then you'll what? have the like twenty. You can tell by their outfits. Their well, outfits are apparently they were singing doo-wop, but yeah, sure, like... sir. But then like you'll also have like the twenty-something valley girl sounding girls. It's like, see, you never make a Faustian bargain, like, and they just have this very intelligent like. <laughs> That's how they'll I just love like that. have this very concise, intelligent like. I live for that. 
And it's, yeah, full Valley Girl. That's amazing. Yeah. No, I, I adore I adore the little shows. It's... Yeah, I went with someone who has, like, season tickets. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, he was just like, yeah, I have another one if you want to come. I was like, great. So my mom is, um, she's on the board for the Free Will Festival. Oh, okay. And so yeah. there's a lot of crossover, right? Oh, and so yeah. there's one, this one actor in Edmonton who's done a ton of the Free Will stuff and a ton of Citadel stuff. And we just saw her in The Importance of Being Earnest. Oh, and okay. I was like, mom, look at me. Next time you see Nadine, I need you to tell her that I am obsessed with all of her acting choices. Amazing. <laughs> like, I love that. Fucking incredible. But, yeah, the Edmonton scene is like, kind of small but also like we have this like huge elaborate art scene but also it's so like tight-knit it's yeah especially well especially like the paying roles and like the really big ones but yeah there's yeah yeah that that was a good rendition of it was it was great it felt queer even though yeah there's nothing like inherently queer about the story but a giant man-eating plant i think is kind of queer I think especially because they gave like a higher pitch, like more femme register, femme coded register of voice to Audrey. Yeah. Which I've never seen before. Like in the movie, it's very much like a deep, like man's voice. Oh yeah. Like, and yeah, the version that they did in my high school was like, yeah, deeper voice. And so I was like a little surprised. Apparently some people like outright thought that was weird. Like, yeah, I was surprised because I've never seen it done that way, but I wasn't like, why would you do it this way? Like, she did wonderfully. Yeah. Um, no, she was great. Yeah, I think maybe if you've only seen the movie. Yeah. And you're, like, wanting things to be, like, a one-for-one translation. I think that's the problem, is right? people see the movie, and then they're like, no, I want it to be identical. Which, speaking of movies of musicals, can we talk about how hot garbage the Phantom of the Opera movie is? I had already seen... Okay, so my <laughs> mom... We were cultured children. My parents, like, took us to... uh like Mayfield Dinner Theater, like no, when we same. were like pretty young. Theater, yeah. Like I, by the time I saw, they played for us in band class. We watched the the movie because we were doing a medley of Phantom right. music. So my band teacher like showed us the movie. And at this point, I think I've seen Phantom of the Opera in a theater like right. twice. Okay. And so I watched the movie and I was like, I was expecting so much more from this because you like have yeah. movie magic, yeah, yeah. right? Like, and I was like, I am far more impressed by what they do in a theater setting where you know it's just people running upstairs to like get to this high up place. Like, I was like, I, that feels way more magical than like the movie that should have been well, able to do. And that. like, I mean, I'm not a huge Andrew Lloyd Webber fan. Fair. But um, when I first saw that movie, it was the same time that was, I think, the 25th anniversary like recorded oh, version came out okay. with people who had been playing these roles for like a long time and it right did them incredibly and i was like yeah what i yeah, mean i yeah. did in the movie i did cheer for the phantom only because i thought gerard butler was more attractive than patrick wilson and i will cheer for an attractive villain um <laughs> i think that's because uh beer-coated villains are always so hot that's true it's very true it's just like <laughs> You're just like, yeah, goals. Right? That's like, it is, it is my goal in life to be a villain-coded queer. <laughs> it's, it's truly. <laughs> the Scorpio. The Scorpio vibes are coming back. <laughs> and you're like, yes. Turns out it's all real. Um, yeah. Thank you. 
for joining me again and thank you everybody for listening yeah. we're gonna stop recording before cohen falls through the couch it's true the cushion is flat. oh my god you have like a yeah there is a hole in the couch and it's covered by plywood there's um, plywood it's kelsey donated it okay um so thank you for joining us be kind to yourself and others and we'll see you next time bye, bye.